Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, America's in the Bath. Before we start, quick shout out to our sponsors, West by East. West by East is a South Asian apparel brand committed to providing custom-made desi clothing for under $100. Go to www.westxeast.com to submit your inquiry today. They make everything from saris to lehengas to salvars and fusion items such as sari trousers, cape shawls, and palazzo plants. Clients get to select everything from fabric to trim. So order today at westxeast.com or through Instagram at westxeastofficial. Now, back to our pod. Let's defend DACA today. To start off, we're going to read a poem by the poet Rumi because I believe it should be an unofficial anthem for the dreamers. And it's called, You Were Born With Wings. You were born with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You are not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them and fly. As an immigrant turned citizen, I feel a moral obligation to stand up and defend DACA. So what is DACA? DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. As with most major pieces of legislation, I feel members of our democracy are ill-informed about what it is exactly, but latch on to key buzzwords that either only shows one side of the bill or an entirely skewed perspective. So let's go over this executive order. I'm going to read the guidelines as listed from the Department of Homeland Security's U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. You can also Google and fact check me if you wish, but it is indeed verbatim. So as per Department of Homeland Security, it says, On June 15, 2012, the Secretary of Homeland Security announced that certain people who came to the United States as children and meet several guidelines may request consideration of deferred action for a period of two years subject to renewal. They are also eligible for work authorization. Deferred action is a use of prosecutorial discretion to defer removal action against an individual for a certain period of time. Deferred action does not provide lawful status. Basically, what they are saying is that we're going to not deport you for two years if you qualify um, under the guidelines that we've created. It's not giving them citizenship, it's just giving them time to earn their citizenship. So here are the guidelines for DACA applicants as per the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, you, have to be, you have to have been under the age of 31 as of June 15, 2012. You had to have come to the United States before your 16th birthday. You have to have continuously resided in the United States since June 15, 2007 up to the current time. 
and have been physically present in the United States on June 15, 2012, and at the time of making your request for consideration of deferred action with the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, and have no lawful status on June 15, 2012, and you must be currently in school have graduated or obtained a certificate of completion from high school, meaning you have a GED, and have obtained a general education um, certificate, or um, is an honorably discharged veteran of the Coast Guard or Armed Forces of the United States. And most importantly, you cannot have been convicted of a felony, significant misdemeanor, or three or more other misdemeanors, and do not otherwise pose a threat to national security or public safety. So, there's a few things to make a serious note of. Number one, DACA is not a lawful status. It just allows you to legally work in the United States and work towards a citizenship. Basically, it's the government acknowledging the fact that you are indeed here illegally, but you qualify because you were brought here as a child. So we're going to give you two years and you have the right to work. And in that time, you can work towards getting your citizenship. So to my fellow Desi Americans, yourself or your parents came here on a green card, which is also not a lawful form of citizenship. It allowed you to go to school here and it allowed your parents to legally work here and it allowed them to pay taxes to the government. So DACA is the same concept. It's just applying to children that came here illegally um, before, they, uh, before they were 16 or 16 and under by their parents, meaning they were minors, they had no choice, and their parents brought them here. And this is the only country that they know. The biggest thing that a lot of opponents to DACA have been saying is that it's um, allowing criminals to stay here. But as we just read, the guidelines clearly state to be a DACA recipient, you cannot have committed a crime. If you commit one after you receive it, you get your status revoked. If you commit one while you apply, you don't get the you don't get the status of DACA. So it's not it's not about giving criminals a safe haven and it's not about legalizing illegal immigrants. It's allowing people that came here without any choice as children to give them the opportunity to make it right and become a citizen to a country that this is the country they've only ever known. Now, there's another thing to understand. DACA is not just for Mexicans, as some people like to think. There's a lot of ethnicities that receive DACA. There are 22,000 Indian DACA recipients, 29,000 Chinese DACA recipients, 52,000 Koreans, and there are also Nigerian and other African nations DACA recipients. It's not just about Latinos, it's about all immigrants and all children immigrants that came here um, from all over the world, usually on a visiting visa, and overstayed their visit. They were minors when they came here, you know, they don't have the opportunity or 
nor do they possess the choice to tell their parents, listen, man, I don't want to be here illegally. They were probably babies, and their parents came to find a better life for themselves, but unfortunately, they didn't come through the right channels. The Department of Homeland grants granted 844,931 DACA statuses, and They've only renewed 606,264 uh, recipients as of 2016, um, which means the remaining 238,667 are scrambling to get theirs renewed in time of the deadline as initiated by the statement um, that the Trump administration um, gave. So why do I feel this is a moral obligation to all immigrants or to all that come from immigrant backgrounds? Well, because of Jeff Sessions' speech. Sessions, whom I've come to affectionately call the Sheriff of Nottingham, has been a vocal opponent to DACA since Obama created it. In his statement, he said, and I'm quoting verbatim from the published statement as found on the website of Department of Justice. In other words, the executive branch through DACA deliberately sought to achieve what the legislative branch specifically refused to authorize on multiple occasions. Such an open-ended circumvention of immigration laws was an unconstitutional exercise of authority by the executive branch. The effect of this unilateral executive amnesty, among other things, contributed to a surge of unaccompanied minors on the southern border that yielded terrible humanitarian consequences. It also denied jobs to hundreds of thousands of Americans by allowing those same jobs to go to illegal aliens. We inherited from our founders and have advanced an unsurpassed legal heritage, which is the foundation of our freedom, safety, and prosperity. As the Attorney General, it is my duty to ensure that the laws of the United States are enforced and that the constitutional order is upheld. No greater good can be done for the overall health and well-being of our republic than preserving and strengthening the impartial rule of law. End quote. <sighs> this statement had me incensed. Let's not address the hypocrisies of him saying he's carrying out his duties as the AG of the United States of America by announcing that DACA is an unconstitutional exercise of executive power. If ever there has been an unprecedented exercise of executive power, it is this current administration. In previous podcasts, we discussed um, the executive pardon of Sheriff Arpaio and the rescinding of another executive order by Obama that demilitarized police. Trump is constantly and scarily flexing executive power to send the wrong types of message to appease his brace. But that's neither here nor there. Let's also not address the fallacies regarding the so-called humanitarian consequences of DACA, like the rise of, un, um, of unauthorized minors coming through the borders or DACA recipients taking over jobs. It clearly says in the guidelines you have to have been here before a certain time period. So how can there be a spike and how can they become DACA recipients if they don't qualify those guidelines? I mean... 
Let's forget all of that. Let's focus on a particular phrase used, legal heritage that we've inherited from our founders. This legal heritage that is the supposed foundation of our freedom, safety, and prosperity. First off, legally, there was no law on immigration during the era of the founding fathers. People just passed through our borders as they pleased. We did not have a true immigration policy till the 1920s. And that too, it was based on whether or not if you had contagious diseases. Like, if you had cholera, you couldn't come into the country. That's it. But that's not even the crux of the issue. The issue is that there are people in this country, in Congress, in the White House, and on the bench who believe immigration is not an American virtue. And that is wrong. Immigration is how this country was born. Before we get into the technicalities of the difference of immigration in the 18th century in comparison to 21st, save it. I'm aware. The original colonists were not from here. They all trace their roots to some European country or another. Then the next wave of immigrants in the 1900s from Ireland, Italy, and Eastern Europe expanded our population. Then the next wave, which gave birth to Desi Americans, is where we saw increasing numbers of Mexican laborers, Korean grocers, South Asian nurses, and Middle Eastern service station operators. Immigration and the diversity it brings to our country is an inherently American virtue. Immigrants rejuvenate American values of hard work, reaping rewards, being individualistic, and living your life the way you wish. Immigrants are people who are willing to endure hardships, eager to work hard, and truly believe this country can give them and their children a better life. As an immigrant, like many in the Desi communities, when our families decided to come here, it's because they were seeking opportunity and betterment and advancement. They aren't seeking to replace other people or live off of welfare, thoughts that people think that this is what immigrants want to do. Let me ask you, do you think that our parents wanted to leave their family and friends and the only world they've ever known to come to a strange land where they don't speak the language and don't share the culture? You think they wanted to live in cir rough circumstances, packed into tiny apartments, probably sharing with three other families, and saving and saving and amassing all of their money to send back home, as well as to take care of their expenses here? Do you think they wanted to give a significant portion of their salaries to the immigration agents that helped get them here? I mean, I saw all of this firsthand, and I have to say, I don't think so. The thing is, it's not at all easy to be an Im immigrant in this country and to choose to be an immigrant, and yet people continue to do it. Why? Because being an American is that important to them. The other thing is, why would you punish children for the sins of their father? If a child is brought here illegally through their parents, do you think that gives them an easy and happy-go-lucky childhood? Do you think that they don't know that any moment their parents could go away and their family could be ripped apart? Don't you wonder why they choose to live like this? Because people are willing to risk everything to be American, which is such a powerful thought. It's such a powerful thing to realize that people are willing to give their lives to be American. 
People swam on rafts from Cuba. They packed into shipping trunks and got onto boats in Vietnam. Why is anyone willing to do that? Because of the need to be American. All of us who are children of immigrants know firsthand the struggles of our parents and the sacrifices they've made to give us this life where we get to enjoy the inevitable truths endowed to us by the same founding fathers Session like to refer to. So it is imperative that we defend dreamers because the only difference between our experience and theirs is paperwork. I came to this country through the immigration reform led by President Clinton that allowed my mom, who was a nurse, to file for green cards for my father and myself. It's how a lot of busy Americans came to this country, because immigration laws allowed green card holders to file for their families. So brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, children packed up their bags and here they are. There are entire generations that can be traced back to this. If there had been a Jeff Sessions then, he would have called it unconstitutional and I would be in the very same position as dreamers today. Think about that. This administration ran on making America great again, but such decisions as making America worse. To the DACA recipients that are protesting and are so fearful of what is to come, America's in the bond stands with you. Be strong and we're here. If you're looking for resources, reach out to United We Dream. They're an amazing organization. I follow them on Twitter and I've subscribed to their newsletters. Um, they're entirely devoted to helping dreamers. And recently they tweeted out amazing advice, which I would like to share. And that is if you are stopped by ICE agents, the only thing that you should say to them besides remaining silent is I plead the fifth because any word, sentence, pause, paragraph, punctuation that you use or say can be used against you in your claim um, by ICE. And their courts don't work exactly the same as ours. So with that, this is my passionate plea for all Desi Americans to support um, dr the DREAMers and the recipients of DACA and to reach out to your Congress uh, members and tell them that you want them to pass that DREAM Act in the next six months, which is the deadline that the president has given them. They had the opportunity to pass it under Obama and they failed, but this time they need to be held accountable and they need to know that their constituents want this act and demand this act to be passed. Um, so that's it for today. Tune in later this week. We're going to be talking a little bit more about um, racism within our communities. Um, it's a podcast I've been working on a little bit. Uh, and I want to apologize for the delay in posting, you guys, because I'm getting used to this methodology. And uh, it's uh, proving a little bit tricky on how I'm editing. And uh, I got a lot of great notes from my first two podcasts, but any... Um, feedback that you want to share with me I'd greatly appreciate it we're trying to make it better we're trying to make this more informative and as always please share your thoughts um, I look forward to hearing about them uh, follow us on Twitter at America's in the Bob. subscribe to our blog at America's in the and um, yeah until next time America's in the Bob.